Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome into the Online Choir Podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, and wow, we have so much to talk about because so much happened in so little time, and there was a fantastic college basketball game all in the middle of it. So I don't know how much we're actually going to break down the actual basketball game that happened, but what a high-level college basketball game we saw. And at the end of it, Illinois gets its Big Ten banner. They defeat Ohio State 91-88. Let's remember, Ohio State is a top-10 team in the country, and they proved that yet again today. They had a great tournament, and so did Dwayne Washington Jr., 32 points. Illinois couldn't find a way to stop him. Off to a great start with the 27-10 advantage, and then Ohio State came roaring back, forces overtime. But Illinois gets plays from a lot of different players. Six players step up into double figures, clutch plays, clutch moments from Georgie Bashanishvili, from Trent Frazier, from Demonte Williams, Andre Corbello, and uh, Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn. Maybe not a high highest level of play we've seen from them, but they still come up with big plays as well. But at the end, Derek Piper, we see them cutting down the nets. We see Io pointing to his ring finger. Illinois finishes Big Ten play with four more wins than Michigan <laughs> at the end of all of this. And there is Kevin Warren getting booed as he gives Illinois the Big Ten championship trophy. They got it done. Oh, we got an NCAA tournament one seed in bracket that has controversial to break down. But first, let's talk about the thing that happened today, Derek, and that is the Big Ten title. First time in 16 years, Illinois can say they are a Big Ten champion, whether regular season or tournament. Couldn't have written it up any better. Uh, I said written up. It's been a long, long day, long weekend. Um, Yeah, this team was bold as far as coming out and saying, hey, we think we're the best team in the Big Ten, and we felt like we were slided, and they had to come out and back that up. Now, uh, they've been put in a situation really uh, since the construction of this team of having high goals and and talking about who they're supposed to be, but uh, this team is at a point where they're not afraid to to say it, and they're not uh, failing as far as backing that up, that they're achieving – what they said they would do, and it's been really, really impressive. I mean, the the run that they're on right now, as far as 13 out of 14, seven straight wins, six straight quad one wins, 13 quad one wins on the season, which is three more than Oklahoma State. By the way, they might play them in the Sweet 16, Oklahoma State being second in the country in quad one wins, five more than the other one seed. It's just phenomenal what they've been able to do. Their resume is just I'm looking at this, and I pointed to this while Derek was stalking. Five of their last six games are against top ten Ken Palm teams. Five of their last six, and they won them all, right? And they have won. They were 9-5, and right, when Ohio State beat them the first time, Derek. And now you look at this, and they've won 14 of 15 games to be – I don't know what number seed they were. I guess they were probably three or four today, but – I mean, they are one of the best teams in the country going into this. And despite – we'll talk about their their draw here in a little bit. 
they're every bit a national title contender that we thought they would be coming into this this year and every bit of the Big Ten champion. So me writing Big Ten championship goes through Champagne and making that bold call. It turns out to be true because they went with more Big Ten wins than anybody and, and they earned that banner. They earned that title. And man, Ohio State gave them a great push today, but then answer after an answer from so many different sources there. It certainly did. And, and this team here during this recent stretch has shown the, the depth that they have, the uh, just the piecing together of the different parts. We know that Io's great. We know that Kofi's great. We, we knew that from the time, I mean, obviously last year, but they come back and they're immediately two of the stars in college basketball. Uh, it has taken a little bit for the rest to fit together and to form around them. And uh, this was a perfect example when you have six guys scoring double figures. And I know it was an overtime game with a lot of points, but uh, here recently there's just been pockets of the game where, okay, this is the grandest in impact. This is Curbelo where he's going to take over. He comes in the game. Uh, these are the threes that DeMonte's going to – he's shooting 57% from three, man. Uh, yeah, that all of that piecing together is really impressive. And two months ago, and I'm, I'm always going to think about that, and we're going to reflect here on just – how old I got to this point. But two months ago, you lose to Ohio State at home. I remember the Robbie Hummel quote. I was out trying to figure out what are the national guys saying. Jeff Goodman, Robbie Hummel says, Illinois talks a lot of, you know what, and they haven't done anything to back it up. And at that time, it, it was more accurate than, than not. And, and right now, like we just said with that resume, they've done as much as anybody in the country. They've backed it up. They've backed it up time after time. And I agreed with Robbie Hummel at the time. Like, you have to win. And they all of a sudden flipped that switch, uh, and they haven't turned it off. And this has been a heck of a grind for them. But Georgie Vashanish, Philly, to have the moment. I mean, this is a guy that Illinois fans, I, I think they love, but on the court at times he has felt unplayable. And tonight he goes out, scores, what, 10 straight points for Illinois, all these putbacks, huge minutes when Kofi Coburn was on the bench with foul trouble, and it felt like Ohio State was about to take over the game. Georgie, almost by himself, had that three-and-a-half-minute stretch where he just kept Illinois uh, and, and actually built up a double-digit lead again. The crowd was chanting, Georgie, Georgie. What a moment for that man's life. What an amazing moment by the way and he said that amazing that. <laughs> the press conference that he had which is epic you can check that out on the site um but he had phenomenal moments Demonte Williams three of three from three I think all in the first half but huge buckets clutch buckets late in the game Trent Frazier the first guy to cut the nets deservingly so is kind of the first guy to kind of commit to Brad Underwood he has Struggles all day with Dwayne Washington, but he makes two of the clutchest buckets uh, in the game. Uh, and then, you know, this whole team, Curbelo, doesn't look like a freshman, does he? I mean, he, I thought of changing my MVP vote of this tournament to Andre Curbelo. I won it. I thought Kofi was my vote when I had to turn it in. But I considered changing it to Curbelo, given the way he was playing uh, down the stretch. This is a heck of a team. And when the two stars kind of had off nights, I know they had great stat lines. But when Kofi and Io weren't as good and Io didn't make the clutch buckets outside of one uh, late in the game, all these other guys stepped up. And, and what, a, what an experience, what a great test, Derek, of what lies ahead of what they just went through this weekend. Absolutely. And, and Brad has talked about just the value of, and look, we, we, we tried to dissect it. We tried to hypothesize Io being out, would it help this team? And Looked at the way they've responded and some of these other guys as far as 
Uh, not that they weren't capable of it or didn't have their moments before, but uh, it's really galvanized that that group of Trent Frazier to have the confidence to make plays off the dribble to go to the rim. And, and that's something that he wasn't doing for a long stretch of time. And he hits a corner three as well that was huge. Uh, DeMonte Williams is just a tough sucker. I know that Brad said that about Jordan Bohannon, but uh, DeMonte is one of those and, and a knockdown shooter. I mean, there's no other way around it. Uh, number one in the country, three-point percentage. And Georgie, yeah, he's got that ability. How many guys in the country have a big man coming off their bench that, oh, and as a freshman, he had 35 against a Big Ten team. That's just that's pretty crazy. I know that he can be uh, volatile with his emotions and the good side, the bad side. We saw the really good side. Uh, he had, at one point, five offensive rebounds in the second – as far as the second half, he had that 10-point 10, 10 stretch. He scores 10 straight for you. Had five offensive rebounds at one point, back-to-back, put-back, and ones. And he carried you when Kofi wasn't playing that well, was battling some foul issues. And, and that's really important because just this team has shown they can get thrown at. Different things can be thrown at you. They've gone through a lot of different teams as far as stylistically, strengths, weaknesses, moments in the game, IOs out, IOs in, whatever. They, they can find a way to win games, and that's what's really exciting. That's why this team, as I've said throughout the weekend, is in that first breath of title contenders. Illinois is right there with Gonzaga and, and Baylor. And, and cap tip to the Big Ten uh, for preparing Illinois for this. I mean, Ohio State threw everything they had at them, and Dwayne Washington, what a performance um, he had. I thought Justice Suing was great. C.J. Walker made some big plays. Illinois a great job on E.J. Waddell, uh, just 12 points, 3 of 16 shooting. Georgie deserves a ton of credit for that, too. I thought he played him even better than Kofi did uh, at times. So the fact that you can throw all that out there, Derek, um, this team is, is a legit national title contender. We will get to the bracket here. But it is a moment of reflection because um, I, I was in the kind of the crowd. I put myself in the middle of the crowd. I'm going to have a story about that. I talked with some of the families uh, of the players as they were watching their sons march up the ladder. And Io, there was just this moment. Io, all of a sudden, he goes up the ladder and points to the big screen TV because they had just put the selection show on. And it was only, it was a weird moment because I felt like here's Illinois celebrating this great accomplishment but they didn't have time to like celebrate it. But you had the one seed show up as I was on the top of the ladder, and it just felt like, wow, what 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 a what a picture that is. But then all of a sudden they're learning their draw, and some of the draw I know some of the responses from the players were interesting because I'm sure Illini fans felt the Oklahoma State draw was really interesting, and I saw Brad Underwood's reaction. I'll have that in my piece. Um, but it was like this: you don't have time to celebrate. Like, so now maybe they go back to the hotel and they celebrate and they can have that moment. But it was like all of this information coming in, all these emotions coming in at one time. It was just a really, really interesting moment because Illini fans were going through it too. They're like, we want a Big Ten title. Oh, we got a one seed. Oh, look at that draw. Loyola, Chicago in the second round. Oklahoma State. What? <laughs> like, so it was like this weird mix of emotions. But at the end of the day, you get out of here, Derek, with what it was a special Sunday. Right? It was, a, I guess, a Sunday fun day, if you want to call it that, because it was you have a number one seed and you have a Big Ten tournament title. It's been 16 years since you've been able to say that, and Brad Underwood was able to put all this together. Man, uh, I know we were working as a, a guy that's watched a lot of Selection Sundays. This was not the 
the best experience as far as consuming it because there was just so much going on on the floor that uh, I was kind of even thrown off. I think Illinois' name had been read when I I wasn't even looking at the screen because it was going on behind us as far as our media seating. But um, And I also, right before this pod, was taking my first look at the rest of the bracket. Um, it's not obviously uh, all about that. I Illinois is in a, like you said, a special situation. This is going to be remembered for a long time, the fourth time you've been a one seed. And I was running some numbers. Go back to 2005 when Illinois was Big Ten tourney champions, later that day named as a one seed. That's now happened, prior to today, it happened five times in the Big Ten. Three of those teams went to the national championship game where they won the Big Ten title, sat with it while they saw themselves be a one seed. Illinois is now back in, in that spot. Uh, what can number six do? I think we know what it can do. Uh, it, it can reach that this building, come right back and, and have potential to be on the ladder again. Um, yeah, just the – the family reactions, the players, the coaches, Josh Whitman, uh, the whole the fan base that was able to be here. There's just a, a lot to, to really think about and, and reflect on and how far they've come. And look, they answered the call. It was just a crazy game because it looked like they might just run Ohio State off the floor, who was gassed and playing their fourth game in four days. And it's 16, it's a 16 point game, 10 minutes in, or just like, oh, okay, this is going to be kind of anticlimactic. You'll just take the trophy, watch the selection show, and then it was just an epic game. High-level, high-level game, and um, what a whirlwind. And that wasn't like the story of the day. It's them cutting down the nets, yeah, and right. then it's like the selection Sunday. Uh, it is such a whirlwind. All right, when we come back, I'm actually going to look at the bracket. I, I saw parts of Illinois' bracket, but when we come back, I will live react to actually seeing this bracket. That's next. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, so Illinois gets in the Midwest region, which is the same region as everybody. I don't know, is like Bloomington South is... Um, Mackie West. I'm not sure how they're they're doing this. Butler is the East. I don't know. I haven't seen the where they play. I know a lot of fans have been asking that or, or what days they play yet. But Illinois is the one seed in the Midwest. They will play Drexel to start. Our boy Gavin Good said he caught a little bit of a Drexler game here recently. I have not. But um, 
there's always some nerves in the first game, but when you get a one seed, you don't usually have to worry about getting through those nerves. I don't think Drexel has anything to stop Kofi Coburn. I would assume Luandre Carballo, the, all of these people here. Um, but, of course, the storylines galore in this first weekend, Derek, that Loyola, Chicago, Georgia Tech in that next game. And everyone's talking about Loyola, Chicago. Georgia Tech has had a nice run here to get into the tournament. Of course, win the ACC. They win ugly. Um, I, I think Illinois would be favored by a lot in both those games. But the thing about Loyola is obviously they'd be motivated uh, being an in-state team and that's a great storyline for the Chicago media the next couple of days. But Cameron Krutwig's a great player. They're a great defense. And when they start hitting threes, maybe they can be dangerous. But as good as Cameron Krutwig is, Krutwig, um, Kofi Coburn is four inches taller than him, 60 pounds more than him. So if you get Kofi in foul trouble, Krutwig gets him in foul trouble, that could be a real concern. But Loyola is a strong eight seed. I would say that. But would you rather have Loyola or LSU? Loyola or Oklahoma? Loyola or North Carolina? Those are your eight seeds. I, I actually like Illinois getting the eight seeds there now that I look at the bracket. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's a fair point. Loyola, really good team, 24-4. and four, um, And they, as far as Porter Mosier and having the experience, I mean, Crutwood was on that team that went to the Final Four. Uh, Lucas Williamson as well as a – a senior uh, who has that experience. So uh, I understand the fact of where they've been in the net rankings. I mean, they've been a, I don't have it off the top of my head, but maybe a top 20, top 10 kind of team that, that is then slotted in as an eight. That seems like a tough draw. Georgia Tech, who just won the ACC tournament. Yeah, Kretwig on Kemp, or uh, Loyola on Kempom number nine. So um, yeah, certainly a, a, a tough team, but we kind of talked about it before we started the pod. They'd lost to Wisconsin. Crutwig's a great player, but if that's the strength of their team and you know what Kofi has as far as just the physical dominance and the physical advantage, then you would feel pretty good about it. I will say Loyola number one in defensive efficiency right now on Ken Palm. So, um, yeah, it, it would be a highly intriguing, great for the Chicago media to, to drum up and everything. Uh, but I would really start looking at that Oklahoma State Sweet 16, which is as juicy as they come. Um, Wow. One, how did Oklahoma State get a four seed? Uh, they had the second most quad one wins. Uh, I think our, I, I'll talk to – I'm talking to Brad Evans um, tomorrow, Bracketology, just ask him his opinion of this because I think he had him uh, close to the two line. He was on the two, three line between those two teams. So, I think Illinois got a brutal draw for Oklahoma State to be four, and they just have a special player named Kate Cunningham. Um, now, and they have other good players, too. I think they're pretty long, athletic. I think Illinois would be favored in that game. That's a really tough game uh, if, if that's the first game of the Sweet 16. Uh, they got to get through Tennessee first to, to get there, so we can think about it. But they still got to win that game uh, to get to the Sweet 16 themselves. But that's, that's a tough draw. But you're going to have to play good teams at some point, Derek. Um, but they're going to earn it. They're going to have to earn it just like they have these last couple of weeks. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I know that is typically the always the case. Four or fives are, are very good teams, usually, you know, high major battle-tested teams that have the potential to, to beat that one. That's where you're, you're probably first picking that upset as far as a one seed. Uh, but no, no doubt about it as far as Oklahoma State and their, their potential and what they did at the – end of the season they beat Baylor in the Big 12 
conference tourney. They beat West Virginia back-to-back -back as far as the regular season finale. Then in the conference tourney, they won against Kansas. They beat Texas. Like, they have a really impressive resume as far as their wins, their quality of wins, like you said, second in, in the country as far as quad ones. Cade Cunningham is dominant and just a special talent. Uh, I like their big man and, and Khalid Boone, who's an athletic type of guy that can get going. And, hey, I, I don't know how much the, the team will buy into, hey, this is Brad versus Oklahoma State. That fan base is going to be all the way in, if they're there, like you said. Um, and, which I'm here for. I, I'd love to see it. There's no love loss as far as their their perspective on Brad and everything, and uh, Cade versus Io as far as like high level players going to the NBA, and that is that is sweet. No, no, Io against Cade. I mean, that could be a huge game for Io's NBA draft stock, right? Well, you think about if he's checking him, which I would have to imagine he is. Right, six eight does what Kate does to be the number one overall draft pick. That's a huge opportunity uh, for for Sumu and his NBA draft stock. I will say, if they get through that game, I like the bottom. Uh, West Virginia was a team that scared me early on, Derek, but they don't defend. They they just they don't defend very well at all. But Huggins in the same yeah, bracket. I, <laughs> I mean, Huggins, Loyola, Oklahoma State, all in the same bracket. Now, they got to get there, too. And San Diego State's a really good team. Uh, Alan Griffin is in the same bracket <laughs> with Syracuse oh in that God, 11 game. <laughs> um, there's no Moorhead State connection to Brad in Illinois, right? Uh, Clemson and Rutgers are the 7-10. Then Houston, I mean, that's that's the two seed you wanted. I didn't even think they'd get them. I thought they'd get Alabama. So if they got Alabama instead of Houston, I would have thought, this bracket's as tough as it gets. But I think if, if you get into Elite Eight, I, I feel pretty good about the teams you're playing. I think West Virginia is the scariest of those just because of talent-wise. Culver's a guy who can match up and give them a, a lot of problems. And, and, you know, Huggins' teams are always a little bit different. Um, so what do you think of the bottom half of that bracket there? I'm with you. I, I think in terms of getting the Elite Eight and just seeing who's going to come out from that bottom section – I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Houston. Uh, I, I don't think they're in the same category as a Alabama or you know, Iowa's a two-seed or, or even an Ohio State seeing them again. I, I'd, I'd be fine with going up against a team that, uh, you know, look at them on paper, the tallest guy they start, 6'8", six, 6'7", six, six, Like, they play a lot of guards, and, and that could present some issues as far as Kofi and pulling them out and, and if they're able to hit threes West Virginia can score I know that but this isn't their typical you know heat you up on defense and uh, be a, a really good force there but yeah hugs and Underwood on the same court again here for it here for it absolutely well here we go NCAA tournament tips off Thursday don't know if Illinois will be that Thursday or the Friday but it'll all be in Indianapolis with fans can make a short drive to get some of those tickets. Derek will be here. I don't think I will have a spot. They only have five uh, writers per team. But, Derek, this is the start of, of – this is the end of what was an historic, really, in couple mindsets here, historic in what it took for these teams to play and to get here. And now to feel the fans here, like I, like I wrote earlier in the week, it's kind of this weird limbo where it's like there's some fans – and you can start feeling that, that energy again. It's going to be great that that's going to be at the NCAA tournament because while there's not a lot of people here, there's a lot of empty seats, 
you can feel that energy and the players thrived off and they played to it. Um, so you get that aspect of it, but it's also historic in Illinois sense. Uh, I mean, a one seed for just the fourth time since the NCAA tournament started seeding like this, and that's been 42 years. Uh, to win a Big Ten tournament title for just the third time in, what, the 20-plus years they've been doing uh, Big Ten tournaments, uh, this has been a historic run to get here, and they got here. And now they're in, you know, quarantine, and they're ready to tip this off. And, you know, some of these parents I've been talking to, this is as close as they've gotten to their sons and since June, right? And Georgie Bishanishvili hasn't seen his mother uh, and since, what, last February? So 13 months, something like that. I know that was David he had seen. Yeah. And he hadn't seen his mom in 16 months. Since Italy. Yeah, or, Italy, almost two years. Uh, yeah, thanks for correcting me there. Like, this has been a heck of a journey, and now they got to the point they wanted to get, and they're as good as we thought, or they're as good as they thought they could be, which is which is just amazing. It's been an amazing season so far, and now now the real memories start. I guess like all the moments we've had with this season, but the moments we'll remember most are, are coming up, whether good, great, uh, historic, or agonizing. Right? It's it's all in front of us. Yeah, and I know that Brad mentioned I'm going to write about this and kind of take uh, the perspective of he remembered when he was on the ladder and celebrating, touching the trophy, he remembered losing an exhibition game in Charleston that we were at uh, going up against EIU. And just think about the, the different points of the the rise or going through the tough rebuild, losing on your home floor to Florida Atlantic, going to the United Center, losing to New Mexico State and saying, you know what, we can't even get – a halfway respectable crowd in here. Let's go out of the biggest city in our state and say, we can't play here anymore until we're good again. And for Illinois to be back, not only just as a competent program and, and being in the national spotlight, but they can win the whole dang thing. And that's, that's incredible to think about um, how many years you and I have covered teams that were just hopeful to get in the tournament and didn't. Uh, and now this team is, is a legit can do there's no ceiling like they can, they can win the whole thing and and if they do are they considered the best team of of all time at Illinois I mean have you'd have to be right so the fact that that's even on the table I know that that's there's a lot to play out there but um it, it's that's that's kind of the the point is it's it's all here and the way they're trending it, it just gives people more and more confidence that uh they're capable and we'll see what they got yeah, it's, I don't think it's a one-off because you see what uh, some of the young guys are, are doing, and you know they'll have more talent on the way as well. All right, for Derek Piper, I'm Jeremy Warner, live in Indianapolis. Hopefully, you all enjoyed that weekend. I know you did, and we got plenty of coverage coming up. As I said, I was kind of uh, in the crowd of people, and I would say, you know, we're distant from each other, but there was just a kind of put myself in the middle of where the Atlanta fans kind of congregated by the tunnel there. Um, so I'll have a piece on that. Uh, I got to catch up with some people and, and, and families. Derek's got a piece just reflecting on how they got here. Uh, Joey's got a piece on Georgie and what they, those guys. Uh, he and Kofi had a, a blast after this that game. Was best, that was the best press moment of, I've ever seen, ever. Over under amazings, Georgie said. I'm, I'm seriously trying to think of a good one. 52 and a half. <laughs> I think that's legit. Like, I think they're – I think he got at least, I think, conservative. He hit 40 for sure. Yeah. Okay, so 45 and a half. 
Joey's counting it, by the way. So we'll see you later. <laughs> but I, I'm going to go 45 and a half over and under. Man, what a what a task he's got there. Yeah, I'll say I'll say over. Why not? We'll, we'll ride with the over. It was put it in the vault. As far as you're never going to see another like Georgia. I know I've only been doing this seven years, which in you, you kind of think in, in retrospect isn't that long, but I can't imagine there's ever been someone like him or ever will be again. We got a team of them. I mean, we got a team of those guys. I mean, Underwoods is about as good as I've, I've covered as a coach with, with everything he, he gives us and he uh, gives us insight to his team. Kofi is A plus. Io is A plus. Curbelo is A plus. Adam Miller is A plus. Uh, Demonte, no, you're not in that territory, but he wants not to be an A plus. So um, that's up to him. But uh, it's been fun. It's been fun covering this team. We'll have plenty of coverage coming up, including here on the podcast. I'll have Brad Evans here shortly, as well as Professor Sheldon Jacobson, who uh, is big into brackets and setting the odds and all that thing. So that's coming up on the podcast, but plenty on the site as well. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Enquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.